Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Tyler Perry with the ball. Step back three. Yes. Maybe starting to feel it. A back-to-back threes almost for Tyler Perry. And he'll give it off to Jarrell Colbert. Colbert needing help. There's the back cut. Cam Carter with the flush. Cam Carter scores and has eight. K-State ties the game at 47-all. Throws it far side to Carter. Cam, step back. Three on the way. Splash! He got it. Cam Carter with 12 and two triples. Seven for the Cats. We're tied 57 all. Looks to back his way down. One handed pass on top. Hadley hesitation. Drives out of paint. Hook pass left side. Cody wide open for three. Right between the eyes from downtown. Cody Williams has got six. Turnover Huskies. KJ right to left. No look pass. Under the bucket. Caught by Hadley. Reverse layup is up and good. And the buffs are on a roll. They're like butter. They're on a roll. That's what the Colorado Buffaloes were last night. Hey, good uh, Thursday morning, everybody. We're back here on the Morning Blitz on 1025 UROC AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. So glad that you're with us here on this Thursday, January the 25th. (sighs) 50 degrees expected today. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. 50 degrees? What? It is kind of wild. 50? Did you uh, see what like next week's going to be? 60. It's... Uh, I think it's it's either Sunday or Monday. It's a high of like 62, and I'm just loving it. Well, I don't know. Uh, part of me, I, I, I'm not a big New Year's resolutions guy, but I told myself that once it got warm, I was going to start running again, and now it's starting to get warm, and I don't know. I don't want to start running again. <laughs> so you're telling me you, just, you take the winter off going for runs? Well, I, I ran back in high school, um, was never particularly fast, but cross-country and track team, and then uh, nothing, just cold turkey since then, and I figured I should probably get back into some running shape, and uh, I don't know. Now that the weather's nice, I kind of You have a gym membership. They have treadmills. You could run on a treadmill, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but running on a treadmill is awful. See, I would totally disagree with that statement. I think running on a treadmill what? is great. I like it more it's than objectively. I like it. I, I like it even. Crazy. I like it even running. I like running more even on a, on a treadmill than probably even outside at times. I don't you know are why. A crazy man. That's why? Wild. I put my headphones in. I put my headphones in. I've got a TV in the basement in front of it, and so I just I just run. I'm watching something. I'm watching a show or something. I can watch a doc. You know, I just I, I'm like I'm doing things. You know, I'm I'm learning. And watching and listening at the same time, you know? Where if it's inside, I'd rather be on a bike. It's fine. I can do that, too. So I can do all. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty flexible when it comes to the uh, to the different types of uh, cardio machines is the way I would put mm. it. So 
Uh, good Thursday morning, everybody. Yes, a high of 50 expected for today. A little slick in some spots out there as I was traveling in. So once again, yeah, be cautious. Right. There is some black ice out there. So uh, yeah, be cautious if you're, uh, especially if you're taking a corner. Don't maybe get mm. on the gas to accelerate. You might fishtail into someone. So <laughs> aren't you speaking from experience? No, here? just saying. Uh, just be careful. I'm usually pretty cautious, but you know, there's this one turn where it usually ices up, and I get there, and then. I let you know I let it get through the part and then I start to accelerate and I still was spinning out a little bit so just be cautious out there that's all I'm trying to say full show ahead today we'll have our good friend Jesse Newell of the Kansas City Star he's going to join us we'll talk Kansas City Chiefs he's going to give us an update on the injury report who is healthy who is not as the Chiefs get set to take on the Ravens uh, in the AFC Championship game get all the cool storylines with Jesse Newell coming up here in about 20 minutes or so from now. Uh, we will get to uh, the big news of Jim Harbaugh leaving the Michigan Wolverines, going to the L.A. Chargers. As I predicted, Christian, what if this happens? And and I said, who do you want? And I said, it's probably going to be Sharon Moore. And he's like, I don't know if I'd like that or not. Possibly. Oh, no. I said you I said, would you love said, it. You would love it? I thought what? you said you were questioning yeah. about it. You were you didn't know if that was the no, best No, I was or questioning not. whether they would do that or not because they are a big program. And sometimes A&M, certain big programs like to uh, look for big names simply for the sake of looking for big names. But no, would absolutely love the rumored decision with putting some air quotes on that, uh, that Sharon Moore is probably going to take over for Jimbo. Yeah, that's the rumors. We'll get to that here a little bit more. Uh, by the way, you wrote it on our on our uh, on our sheet that we get prepared for each morning. You wrote Jimbo to L.A. I took that as Jimbo Fisher is going to L.A. I was like, why is Jimbo <laughs> Fisher going to L.A.? Not Jimmy Harbaugh. Nonetheless, uh, we'll get to all that coming up in today's program. Uh, but basketball last night, a full night, a tough night for Kansas State on the road at Iowa State. Get to that in just a matter of seconds. Colorado with a dominating win on the road. Uh, they were at Washington. I watched some of that. That was an absolute beatdown by the Buffaloes uh, late at night. Uh, don't expect anybody to stay up that late and watch that game. That was a was that say. was a beatdown. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun if you're a Buffalo fan, that's for sure. Uh, in Colorado State, that game was going on. I didn't make the end of that either. Let's see. They were taking on Nevada. Who did, did they win that game last night? I was trying to remember. They lost. They lost. Oh. Big, big loss. Get for back Colorado in the top State. 25, we'll, we'll and then they one. lose. Oof. That Mountain West is a bear. It's a no, bear. It Five or six teams uh, are like, what, top 75 in the net or something like that of the Mountain West? It's a it bear. It seems like if you, like, it's almost like the Big 12 where you kind of look at every team and they're like, four losses, three losses, three losses, four losses. You're like, how? I mean, yeah, yeah, I was looking at the standings last night. Like Wyoming is like ten and I don't know, like maybe ten and eight or ten and seven, something mm. like that. And they're still like in the top five of those league standings. You're just like, Trish. All right. Everybody beats up on yep, each other. That's it. That Mountain West is tough. Uh before we dive into Kansas State though, boy, I wanted to hit on some JUCO basketball last night. What a night it was for Area JUCO women. Colby Community College and Northwest Tech women both picking up wins last night. That was the first win of the Rashad Baker era in uh, in conference play. The first Jayhawk conference Ooh. win of the J Rashad Baker era last night for uh, the Northwest Tech Lady Mavs. They beat Cali 79-75. Get this, a absolute blistering hot start. Nine three-pointers they canned in the first 10 minutes did Northwest Tech. They oh scored 31 gosh. points in the first quarter. <laughs> uh, and anyway, so they did that. They would actually hit 16 threes in the game on their way to a 79-75 win. They started out so hot, and then kind of, they, Cali kind of came back at the end, but 
doesn't matter. They get the win. That's the most important part. Serena Lee had 24 points. Alexandria Thompson had 20. And that's now ended a 13-game a losing streak for the Lady Mavericks. And on top of that, uh, you know, got it done uh, to help them give them their first conference win of the season. So that was a good step in the right direction. Then the Colby women, uh, they beat Garden City 62-56. Sophia Lopez had 23 points to lead the Lady Trojans. Stella McIntyre hit five threes uh, and had 19 points last night. And so Colby gets their second conference win of, uh, of this season. On the men's side, a little bit tougher. Uh, slow first half for the Trojan men. They were down 20 at the end of the first 20 minutes. They would go on to lose to Garden City, 89-73. to Garden had 14 three-pointers made. They had four guys with 15 points or more. Uh, they really had some guys go off last night. Raphael Nugu Truart uh, led Colby off the bench with 20 points, but Jayhawks fell to 2-11, and 11, uh, did the CCC men. And the Northwest Tech men, well, they hung tough with 12th-ranked Cali. They have two losses this year. Does Cali. They hung tough, but lose 84-70. to 70. The reigning Jayhawk Conference and NJCAA, the National Player of the Week in the JUCO level, Keyshawn Miller, uh, had 23 points and 10 boards off the bench. Last week, he had 55 oh, points and 23 rebounds. Yeah, he's kind of uh, found a spot coming off the bench. I think he likes it more than maybe starting. He's played better, uh, but 23-10 and 10 last night for him. Tate Connor chipped in 15, uh, but the ma- this was the stat of the game. What do you think the Mavericks were in rebounding margin? Minus 13. You could double it and you'd be right. Minus 26 in rebounding margin. Out-rebounded 52-26 last night. Uh, That was rough. Very tough. Mavericks dropped to 3-10 in league play. So that was you go real quickly on the uh, Juco side of things. Yeah, great for the women. Yeah, great night for the women. Absolutely. Big Big night. I'm sure if you're Colby, you kind of – you grab your your second win in in a slew of games here, and you're you're feeling good. You pull within a game of Pratt, and you're like, man, we're finally kind of putting it together. And you <laughs> go check the standings. You're like, oh, they won too. <laughs> Every only night a game behind them now, and you're like, all right, okay. Every night like, is good. a bear. And and you know it's great to see Stella McIntyre hitting from outside. She catches a bunch of nylon, but it seems like the only one. Uh, the the tr- Lady Trojans have that can shoot outside consistently is her. So when she's off it, I mean, the team struggles to score from outside. So yeah. it's, it's big when she's on. And last night, five, I think, five of eight, five of nine. Mm-hmm. So a pretty good night last night five for Stella eight. McIntyre. All right, let's move on. Boy, what a night it was at Hilton Coliseum for Kansas State basketball. Uh, they end up with a loss on the road. 78-67, the final score. Game was, I thought, closer than what the final score indicated. Absolutely. Um, a lot closer of a game. K-State fans were hot <laughs> after the game on social media. Uh, Jerome Tang was hot. Yeah, I don't, know if, I don't know if that was Jerome Tang's first ever technical foul. It might have just been his second say. ever. He lost his cool um, for a lot of things that went on. It was quite the scene at Hilton Coliseum, as it usually is, as the Wildcats lose. And uh, By the way, Iowa State improves to 12-0 and at home. It's a very difficult place to play. Here, here are my initial takeaways. First and foremost, Cam Carter getting two fouls in the first 40 seconds does not help, including the one which was the forearm shiv <laughs> to pick up the second. You saw that, right? I mean, it's just like, get off me and throws the – I mean, okay. Uh, that's quite the quite the deal there, Cam. So, and honestly, they have to have him on the floor. They are a different basketball team when he is on the floor than when they are not. So they need to have him on the floor. He was not on the floor in the first half. 
But give Arthur Kaluma and the rest of the guys credit. They hung around in the first half, then found a way to kind of piece it together in the second half and were stride for stride with them. I mean, they were tied at 57. They were tied at multiple times. 47, they were tied in that second half with Iowa State, going stride, going toe-for-toe with them uh, because of their ability to make a couple shots, get some stops defensively. They were stride for stride. And then, you know, the game just got a little bit crazy. There was a ton of fouls called, 47 total fouls called, 27 against Kansas State and 20 against Iowa State, um, which led to some late free throws for both teams, which Kansas State did not capitalize. I think they went one of five down the stretch. Not good. Um, and here's here's the thing. If you can't make your free throws in this down the stretch, if you cannot make your uh if you cannot if you cannot rebound the basketball, which I believe they lost the rebounding battle last night, and on top of that, you turn the ball over 17 times, which was the third game in a row they've committed 17 turnovers, which is kind of weird. If you turn the ball over, can't rebound, and on top of that, can't make your foul throw, free throws down the stretch, it's hard to win games and tight games. And that's what's bitten Kansas State here, and that would definitely bit them last night. Now, I give them credit. They took a big punch in the first half, weathered that storm, and fought right back. They know how to hang with teams. They know how to get back in games. It's not like they lay down and die. They're a hard-fighting, never-give-up type of team. But, man, yeah, you've, you've got to make your free throws. You've got to cut down on the turnovers. It's a young basketball team that, that needs to do those things. Um, and they got to rebound a little bit better. And uh, they just those things there I think are going to push them over the top and might be the difference between them going to the NIT and the NCAA tournament when it gets right down to it. I think you're absolutely right. I, I love a team that plays as hard as they do. And – I think you hit it right on the nose in that there was so much that did not go Kansas's way and or Kansas didn't do very well last night. Turnover stands out, Cam Carter. Not only those two quick fouls, but also he picked up the fourth foul relatively early in the second half, and uh, he was kind of limited there too, and he kind of had to be in and out. Jerome Tang did, while a good coaching job of being able to do some offense defense for him, because of course with four fouls late in that game, he can't play real intense defense the way he would like to. It's then it it puts a lot of pressure on your team to have to score without you when then he's not in for those few offensive possessions. That was big and good for the Wildcats to claw back into this one. They were one of eight from outside at the break they hit seven triples this side of halftime. 18-4 run, more or less, to start the second half. Tied it up at 47, and it was back and forth the whole rest of the way. Great job by Kaluma, great job by a couple of different Wildcats to at multiple points throughout this game when Hilton was kind of threatening to really get into it, when it was really getting loud and you know it was two possessions and they were kind of threatening to pull away. Cats always had a nice answer, but let's be objective here. They they need to hit their foul shots. That was huge down the stretch. You're right, and I, I think it was one of five, and certainly there were three big misses in a row down that stretch, and Jerome Tang picking up the tech did not help because I think at the time it was one possession, or maybe it was two possessions, and they then they split the, the two tech free throws. And kept it now, at two possessions. To be all fair, later. Jerome Tang lost his you know what for a good reason. There was oh, that a foul call was, was a ghost Him call. Back and away. Some yeah. guy tripped over his own toe 
and fell over and then got, you know, fouled. That was a bad call. And Jerome was already hot because apparently fans in the stands were throwing things on the bench um, and, in th- and at the coaches. That's horrific. You don't do that. Leave, leave, the, leave the players on the floor and the coaches alone. But they were doing that. And there was a very heated exchange post-game between T.J. Altselberger and Jerome Tang about that situation, saying, Ooh, you know, there I were... Yeah, you got to look that up on social. It's pretty heated. And then they asked, the media asked about it post-game, saying, what did you say? That's going to stay between us. You know, Jerome Tang always <laughs> taking the high road. Uh, but at the same time, he was hot about that. A ghost call there. A technical, and yes, that did not help. But sometimes emotions just get the best of you, even to Jerome Tang, who is very, very, who's got an extremely long fuse. At least it looks I was like to me. Say, yeah. Oh my gosh. And this thing, uh, there's a great shot right after he picked up that tee, of kind of camera. If you're thinking from the floor, looking at him with the crowd in the background. And there's just these guys leaning in, exactly, giving the little fist cry next baby. to the eyes, cry baby. <laughs> the one guy giving the tea the whole time. <laughs> all kinds of great good camera stuff angle. Crowd. Oh, that was great good. camera angle. Great shot. Uh, but the the cats, I think, have struggled all year uh, with the, kind of what we expected them to, which is I love a team that has what they have. No real stars. They have to get contributions from everywhere. Everybody knows that this game they can step up. They can be the guy because they need to fill that void. And everyone needs to contribute game in and game out. At the same time, this game, they needed a dude. They needed a, Not that they don't have dudes, but they needed a guy that is a star for them that, hey, it's you're down a possession, you're down by four, it's a tie ball game late in this one and you're kind of having trouble buying buckets somebody that can just go both hands both palms to the ground you know settle down type of thing and and calm you down I think that's I think they they need that I think that's Cam Carter but Cam dealt with a lot of foul trouble and I don't know you know it's it's hard when when, when you're when they're on the floor Tyler Perry is unfortunate I don't think he's that guy he's a scorer and last night was not his night two of nine made a couple threes that's it once again, as you've said before, the roller coaster named Tyler Perry. This is a, this was a down game for him. You know, if he has an average game where, you know, case they had two guys in double figures, that's it. Um, now I believe so did Iowa State, by the way. No, they had three. Sorry, um, but you know that they they need Cam Carter and they need Tyler Perry and they need Arthur Kaluma to to they need those three guys to score. They need those guys to get into double figures mostly every single game to give them a great chance of winning. And you know, like I said, I. Rebounding turnovers and free throws hurt them last night. Turnovers have hurt this team all season. That's going to be very, very big going down the stretch with this young team because the other teams are going to take advantage of that, and, and Iowa State did. Um, by the way, Milan Moncilovic, where do you think he is from? Oh, man. They said it a million times, and I can't remember. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This was is a trick Serbia? question in the Volkmer house. I can't remember, and they said it. Milan Moncilovic, which is an interesting name, led the game in scoring oh, with 19 it's points. Milwaukee. He's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> when you would have thought, but his name is Serbian, so you would have thought mm-hmm. he's from Serbia, but he's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Which, by the way, he was the Mister Wisconsin Basketball Player of the Year last year um, oh, for Moncilovic. Nonetheless, 78-67, Kansas State loses on the road. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon because they lost. I do like their resiliency. But at the same time, 
turnovers. I, I am such a stickler, especially on in the postseason when you get to the NCAA tournament and, and late in tournament games when you need to win those games. Can you make your foul shots? If you can't make your foul shots, you're going to, because those games are tight and it comes down to making free throws. And if you can't do it, I don't really like your chances there. But And those were those were good free throw shooters when yeah, they needed, when that's, they mm, couldn't. No bueno. Was, oof. No Kansas bueno State is, is falls right. out of the top spot, tied at the top spot with Texas Tech. They are now down into second place in the Big 12 standings in a logjam of 4-2 and two with Houston, Kansas, Iowa State. Uh, speaking of Houston, that is who is next. So here's the best part. You lost on the road at Iowa State. You have a chance to go on the road and take on a top-five Houston team and possibly beat them because let's let's just face the facts. Houston has gone through a little bit of a – I don't know, an interesting patch here. They do have wins over BYU and UCF and Texas Tech, but they have all they've lost to Iowa State. They've lost to TCU. They've lost some Big Twelve games. You know, they're 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 adapting to the play of the Big Twelve conference night in and night out after dominating the American. I think that's right. I think they were in the American last year. Mm-hmm. After dominating the American, it, it could have been Conference USA for all I know they keep bouncing around. But nonetheless, Houston. This is a game where I could see Kansas State going down there and stealing it. You're motivated. You're angry What what happens. You go down to a Houston team that's won three in a row. They're thinking, ah, oh, we figured out the Big 12 now. Boom. And we get you right back. So, Well, you have two things. One, you, that's the benefit of a team like this where you have no guys that are going to give you a guaranteed 20 a ball game. But you do have a bunch that are gonna that can give you ten plus night in and night out. If a couple of them are off or a couple are in foul trouble, like last night, you can struggle to beat teams that you have a real shot against, like you did in Hilton. However, when they're all at least playing all right ball games, it makes them very dangerous, especially against Houston, and especially because this is a gauntlet. Not only do you hear us say all the time that the Big Twelve is tough. But Houston coming up on Saturday, tip off at 11, by the way, that will be the third of six ranked opponents in eight games. Ridiculous, including three of them, four of them, actually, top 11 teams. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Uh, Real quick before we get to break, Buffaloes, Colorado Buffaloes beat Washington last night, 98-81. All five starters in double figures, led by Javon Hadley's career-high 24 did you know that Kobe Williams, who's a forward for the Colorado Buffaloes, you know he is a top five NBA prospect this year? Yeah. Top, no, I knew he was I saw up this there. List. Top five, I didn't. I saw this list on, N- on college basketball's top NBA prospects, and Kobe Williams was number two on it. I was like, really? Okay. So I actually wanted to watch him. I didn't see much of his play last night. I, like I said, it was late, but um, I thought that was interesting. And then Colorado State, they get back in the top 25. They fight and claw to get back top 25. They fall to the Nevada Wolfpack, 77-64. Steve Alford still there at Nevada? I think he is. Still back there coaching? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I don't know. Look at that crack research team. Is he still? Who's the head coach at Nevada? (laughs) I'll Uh, I'll get in on that. But this was was a game uh, that you absolutely should have won. You need to string a couple together. Not even close. CSU it was a beatdown. Struggling, exactly. Struggling. Yeah, they're really right struggling. Now. You've now lost three of your last five after a brilliant start to this season. And those two wins in the middle of these last five games, one was a three-point win over a 
bad UNLV team, and one of them took Air Force to overtime <laughs> for the Rams to beat them. Air Force is this, worse than, than, than UNLV. <laughs> this is tough. This is not great right now. Part of it, uh, you had Pat Cartier in foul trouble, and he only scored two points last night because he only played 15 minutes. That'll hurt you. What really stands out, though, is four of 16 from Isaiah Stevens, Ooh, one of the better point yeah. guards in this country and the motor for your team does what he always does, which is 10 assists, zero turnovers. That's no issue. However, if you're not going to make a triple and you're only going to score eight points, they need more from you when you're shooting six of 23 from outside. And that was what made this Rams team go was their ridiculously high field goal and three-point percentage to start the year. Not so much as of late. They have struggled. They've shot 35% or below now in mm. four of their last five, or four of their last six, excuse me. Big couple of games coming up. On the road, Wyoming, that's a rivalry game. That's on Saturday. That's a huge one. And then home versus San Diego State, um, that's coming up on Tuesday. And that's a top team, one of the top teams in the Mountain West. By the way, thank you to Bill Beerman, Goodland Cowgirl head basketball coach. Steve Alford, yes, is the head coach at Nevada. He is our crack research team. Thank you, Bill. Thank Appreciate you, Bill. that. We will take that. Anytime you want to chime in with your crack research knowledge, we would love it. Uh, let's get to a break. When we come back, Jesse Newell of the Kansas City Star is going to join the program next, and we talk a little Chiefs football as they get set for the AFC Championship game against the Baltimore Ravens. That's next year on the Morning Blitz.